This episode contains live recordings in loud settings on a beat-up old recorder in Boston, of all places. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to another episode of Battery Mates. We are live, live, live outside Fenway Park in New England's Boston. Well, I think we're under the Green Monster right now. We are. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. I think we are under the Green Monster. It's hard to tell from the inside. It's got bricks on the outside. Yeah. But well, anyway, we're outside Fenway Park. <laughs> we're about to watch Cleveland play the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, both. Uh, yeah. By coincidence, we're here. Uh, for a wedding and Cleveland uh, happened to be in town yeah it's nice and we're going to do a live episode yeah I'm excited about this I mean the, the, not for the baseball as much as the um, just the, the the sheer Boston fans we're going to see here I think we're going to be entertained by what, what we're about to witness I think the fans we're going to see will be wicked pisser <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to hit the bubbler um, I don't need, I think that's a, that's a drinking fountain or is that a urinal? I, don't I, mean, know. I if I was you, I'd be more excited by the fans and the stadium and the, the ambiance than yeah. I would be by the team. Yeah. Because no, your team are garbage. Yeah, the team's not very good right now. Uh, they are better won, than Nationals, though. They're better than Nationals. We'll get into this. We're going we're gonna to talk about the Nationals. We're going to talk about Cleveland. We're going to talk a, a lot about, well, we're going to walk around the stadium and see what we can, we can see. And we'll have a little bit of a, a, a catch up. It's been our first episode in a month or so. Yeah. But let's start off by setting the scene. This is your first time at Fenway Park in 10 years, which is in the same for me. We, yeah, for me. we were both here 10 years ago, not together. Not together. But in spirit. It's, we it's like sliding yeah. doors. <laughs> I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, I don't I'm, know the other characters in that movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any other actor in that movie. So well, I, was, I was here 10 years ago, and it was my third ever baseball game. So I, I was still at a point in my baseball life where I didn't know what I was looking at. <laughs> Some would say I'm still in that place, but like I, I just wanted to come to a baseball game and it was kind of fun to look around. But I've got 10 years of watching baseball under my belt now, and I feel like I'm going to get a lot more out of seeing this park. I'm really excited. Um, it looks great on TV. Boston people talk about it all the fucking time. They, they're very proud of this ballpark. It's yeah. the oldest ballpark in the major leagues. It opened three days after the Titanic yeah. Uh, sunk. Yeah. Which is uh, like all the news stories were like the, like the headlines the next day were not about Fenway Park opening or about the Titanic. Um, Babe Ruth made his I think he's made his debut here or he you know played some of the first games here at Fenway. Uh, that's a serious thing. I don't think anything's happened since then. We just met a, we just met a Liverpool fan from England. Yeah, who was here on holiday literally came to look at Fenway Park <laughs> in what he described as a homage. Yeah, purely because they're owned by the same company. I don't understand that personally. Strange, it's very strange. Liverpool um, fans, though. It's a it's a, an odd day here in Boston. Um, we just got word at lunch. We were at lunch. We got word that not only did Bill Buckner die, um, which is sad. Um, Fail. Yeah, uh, not, not what you want. Um, and then uh, Dustin Bedoya had a, like an impromptu press conference where he basically said he may be uh, he's going home. He may be done. He doesn't know. Um, it's interesting that he's retired. Could be retiring before 
Big Poppy, but I honestly, it's just weird to see as a as someone who uh, I imagine for Boston fans, you even you associate Dustin Pedroia even more with the team. But I 100% associate uh, the team with Dustin Pedroia, so I um, it's odd. It's an odd it's time to be here. Yeah, it's weird. Well, but we're here. People are grilling. It's Memorial Day. Uh, I don't know. Should we go inside? I don't know. I, I'm okay. I think I've come. It was I, an I, homage I, for me. I, I, met, I was mainly excited about having very good chicken wings today, and I've just eaten very good chicken wings, so <laughs> maybe we can be done. No, let's go inside. Let's yeah. go inside. Uh, okay. All right. We have the tickets. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. All right. Yeah. So we're inside the ballpark now here at Fenway. Our seats are phenomenal. We are in the, the lower grandstand here, just behind home plate about, you know, almost like we're staring down the first baseline. We are sitting next to a pillar, one of the famous pillars here at Fenway Park. Been here since 1912. Next to it, not in, not behind it. But it is not behind not not the side of it. Yeah. Um, what, what, Matthew, what are your first impressions of this, this ballpark? Uh, I kind of didn't want to like it because everyone always goes on about it, but this is a pretty cool place. It's very snug. I can't believe how close in we are uh, around by the, the foul pole out in Brightfield. Everyone is really tucked in close to the field. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing is just, it feels like the the ballpark is too small compared to other ballparks <laughs> into. You know, it's like, well, I'm, not, I'm not complaining, but it, it, it just is visibly smaller than other ballparks have been to. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, when I was here before, I sat in the bleacher, and so, like, the... The, the dimensions are bizarre of this place. It's very, very unique. Like obviously, down the right field line, the, the pesky pole is, is just so close to home plate. It looks like I could throw a ball and hit it, and you know, got a decent arm. Um, but center field, 420, 420 to center field. That's like that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, they just really poke one out there, um, which the, I believe the Red Sox did against the Indians in the 2007 playoffs. But anyway. <laughs> The, the other thing that strikes me is the green monster doesn't look very monstery. It's not scary at all. It's not scary. I, I mean, I've been I've been more scared by a morning poop than, than by that. <laughs> Let's cut that one out. It's not it's not scary. It's um it's it's, clo- it's closer in than I than it looks like it is on TV. Yeah. And it doesn't look quite as high as I thought it was going to look, as it looks on TV. I don't know. The, the whole thing just feels very, very closed in. I, I just want to be clear. This is a good thing. I'm not being critical. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really homely. We feel like we're very on top of things. I, I feel like we're going to see a, um, at least uh, the game of baseball very up close. Whether it's a good game of baseball or not, I do not know. <laughs> um, it almost certainly won't be a good game of baseball. It's Cleveland against Boston. It's Cleveland against Boston. Um, and, you know, in that situation, who do you root for, right? Uh, I'm going to move to Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the other fun thing about this is we're here quite early. Uh, we wanted to have a chance to walk around the, the park and uh, see what's what, get a beer. But also, um, this is one of the few times I've ever been here early enough to see them laying out the batter's box and uh, raking down the, the, the pitcher's mound. Spraying I, water under the infield. Yeah. I just I always find that fun to see. Maybe yeah. it's because I see it so rarely. Also, hopefully, we'll get to see um, some commemoration of uh, our fallen troops Memorial Day today. It's always good to see that kind of stuff beforehand as well. Yeah, well, it's um, you know we got an hour to go for first pitch, so it's <laughs> so we'll pace we'll ourselves. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be back in three beers time. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we're back. Um, and it wasn't quite three beers time, uh, Matthew. Uh, I think it's 
it's close. Um, I've definitely had three beers since we last uh, recorded. <laughs> um, but it, right, it, but it is now now June the fourteenth. Yeah, it's three weeks later, um, or almost three weeks later, um, and uh, it's. You're back in. <laughs> it's been so long that you have gone um, over the Atlantic and back again. And right? yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in Washington D.C. right now. Um, <laughs> that, that's how long it's been since. Well, it's been a long time since we recorded the recorded those clips at, at Fenway, but it's also not that long since I went back to London and have come back again. It's just I've just badly planned my travel. Why do we owe Battery Mates Nation an explanation for for what happened here? Because not only them, but we promised a lot of people. While we were in the Boston area, we promised them we would have a brand new episode um, about our trip to Fenway, and um, it's been a while. Yeah, well, look, we promised people we were to record a live episode at Fenway. We yes. recorded a live yes. episode at Fenway. It's just that the audio files are completely unusable. Yeah, what we what you just heard was the only usable, and as you heard, um, barely usable. <laughs> Um, to the point where I, I felt like we needed a disclaimer. Um, but it, it got worse, uh, if you were to believe that. Um, it, it got a lot worse. And part of it is my fault um, as the uh, resident audio technician not bringing headphones to check our sound. <laughs> um, probably not the best idea. Um, well, in, to be fair, I, I did think of it and then just didn't do it on the day of um, until it was too late. Um, should we have gone to buy headphones? Yeah, some would, some would argue that would have been a good move. Um, but I was like, we yeah, to, we've we done this to... so many times. We know what's, we know it works and what doesn't. Um, and we really didn't. Uh, so, uh, our we, bad. We need, more, we need more audio equipment, and that is why you should join our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we really need to set that Patreon up. I think, I think we'd get at least a couple bucks. You know, <laughs> if every listener yeah. donated a dollar... We would be able to buy. We'd have, we'd have two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> why don't we? Why don't we just ask Justin Baraski and Peter Bondi to Venmo us? <laughs> that's, that's probably easier than setting up a Patreon. Um, but I mean, there, there's been there was a lot to talk about on the day. We, rec- I, I really enjoyed the conversation we had. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot to talk about since. So, um, should, why don't we start with? Um, with Fenway before yeah. we get onto the rest of uh, rest of the season, I, I, I don't know about you, and um, <laughs> I say that I do know what you think because we already talked about it. Rhetorical device of I don't know about you, but here's what I thought. I loved it. I really didn't want to. I kind of I wanted to find lots of things I didn't like about it. I wanted to gripe about Boston and how their fans suck, but it is a great great ballpark it it is so small and cozy and you feel right on top of the of of, right on top of the play and it has all of the um kind of old-timey um feel of wrigley but way more uh kind of home comforts like at no point in that in that day did i feel like i was in any danger like (laughs) wrigley's better than it used to be but when i first went to wrigley i was like i not don't think i definitely will die of some electrocution here or something like that but it's not impossible where at Fenway you really felt like they'd they'd worked out how to make it a really really comfortable um experience while keeping the character and I mean that's hard to do and you know fair play to them yeah I think I think I don't know where you put it I don't remember where you put it in in your ranks but um yeah I definitely have it I would definitely put it um in the in the top 
five-ish of my favorite ballparks. It's a different experience than like the, the, the great, the new great ballparks, but, um, and, and it's changed a lot since I was there last, you know, I think I remember there's still that weird tiny passageway in the upper deck where you kind of have to, <laughs> it's like, what's going on here? We're a single file all of a sudden. Um, yeah. And that's it's like being on a boat. <laughs> it, it really is like being on a boat, but you know, the, <laughs> as much as we wanted the, you know, the, I agree. I, I I wanted to um have plenty of things to make fun of. And I don't think there you know, there are a handful of um oddities that, you know, remind me of old Cleveland Municipal Stadium <laughs> that was built twenty years after Fenway. Um and is, is that is just that old. Um but it, yeah, I I, th- I agree with you. I think it was a really good experience. It was a beautiful day. Um you you, you didn't get to hear uh but we did in the recordings we have, um, which will someday be released uh, in some kind of anthology, I'm sure, uh, some some audio file will, will be able to clean up the sound and release those uh, those tapes. We you, you hear progressively more depressed me um, because the game got the Cleveland's took a big like three run lead or something like that in the first inning, and it was like one of yeah. those things where. <laughs> We kind of the whole time I'm like, oh, I think I, I'm not. I don't feel like good about uh, this lead. I don't think it's going to last. And sure enough, <laughs> we ended up getting our butts kicked um, in that game. Uh, very, very bad. That pitcher is injured now. Um, I think in that game uh, or shortly thereafter. But yeah, they they kicked they kicked your butts. But yeah. it was for a neutral. Um, it was fun baseball. There was there was a lot of hits and a lot of um, good running, and it was a beautiful, beautiful day and Memorial Day too. And that's always kind of you know a fun spectacle um, to be there for. They had the giant flag down um, on the Green Monster. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I got to I got to complain about um, God bless America. Uh, how much I hate. Yeah, that well, song. you don't. You don't need to wait for Memorial Day to do that. You do that every single time we go to the baseball <laughs> together, and and probably when you're on your own as well. The one thing really that I, sad. the one thing that, the one thing that I noticed about um, Fenway that other parks uh, have and, and Fenway doesn't is, um, you know, it, it, I was at the uh, Nationals Park last night. Um, Milwaukee had this. Uh, other places have got it. Lots and lots of places where you can stand. At yeah. the back and watch the game. Uh, good, some really good vantage points. There's like a, a dozen of those at, at Nats Park. There's some really good places to watch, uh, just with a beer and, and standing around at City Field. And Fenway doesn't have uh, basically anywhere like that at all. There are some places designated to stand that are like you can't see the field. Like you can stand here, right. but you can't see the field <laughs> yeah. at all. There's some TVs yeah, you can yeah. watch. <laughs> yeah, um, you can stand here all you like. We don't care. You just won't be able to see the game. There is that. There is that kind of like um, standing area um, out in kind of like straightaway right field um, yeah. where there's a bar. Yeah. But that was kind of like it was. It was standing, but you had to have a ticket for it. So it wasn't like you know like. When we go to a, uh, a a different field, or this is the first time either of us have been back there in several years, I just love walking around and like taking yeah. an inning in different places. And there isn't that many places to do that in Fenway. But it, I mean, that's just kind of picking holes, really. Right. And if you don't have the press pass that we we get, and we were you know not allowed to record up there, but you know we got a special tour of um, the Green Monster, um, you can't get <laughs> up there. You just you, you, unless you have the ticket for up there, you can't get to the the Green Monster, which is. You know, maybe I understand, but you know we were at the game two an hour and a half yeah. early. They should have let you know 
people there that early kind of get, take a quick look and just take a walk around. Yeah. I, I didn't realize this until, um, we were getting ready to go to the game and I, I took a look on StubHub at, at the tickets and uh, one seat on the green monster was $600. That's insane. <laughs> you're in the, you're in the fucking outfield. Yeah. $600. I mean, I'm sure the view is very nice and it's kind of a fun, a fun thing, but like, I don't know if that comes with, um, like the Wrigley rooftops, like an all you can eat package or you can drink <laughs> package for $600, or if that's just literally $600 for your seat. If it's $600 for your seat, that is bullshit. If it's $600 <laughs> for all you can eat and all you can drink, that's still kind of bullshit because how much can one person eat and drink? Uh, yeah, not that much. Uh, but it was very, I mean, I'm sure they tested it. Um, but I think there's also like a, not like a non-zero chance you get a home run ball, right? Like th there was a home run ball hit up there when we, when we watched the, the game. Um, yeah, I, I thought about that, but like the, the home ball has to land on the green monster. <laughs> and and the, it's not that big. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's that much chance of, um, you know, I, I think you'd have more of a chance of sitting in the bleachers when uh, on a quiet day because it's a bigger target, right? Uh, we'll, we'll let's get an intern to um, dig out some stats. How many how many home runs have been hit into the Green Monster versus, uh, say, the Bleachers in Wrigley? Uh, you know, we, we'll we'll, have, we'll 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 report back on that one. Well, but it was a good day. It was a really really good day. It was a lot of fun, and I'm glad we did it. Um, really glad we did it. It was, and we <laughs> there was a whole adventure of getting back to um, we were staying at Cape Cod for a wedding, and so we had to get back to the middle of Cape Cod. Um, after a, a game at Fenway, which was an adventure. Um, <laughs> that, that would have been um, – we did try to, try to chronicle that, and that, um, again, lost to the wind of history. <laughs> but uh, can we take a quick word from our sponsor and then uh, go around the horn and talk about what's happened in, well, in baseball? Let's do it. This episode of Battery Mates is brought to you by Duncan Doe. Nope. We're just Duncan nowadays. Like that woman on TV who people thought had a glass eye. Sandy Duncan. Yeah, like her. Except with a K-I-N apostrophe instead of a C-A-N. Yeah, well the truth is neither of us has a glass eye, for the record. It's just an urban myth that her left eye is made of glass. Just as it's an urban myth that cinnamon munchkins are literally covered in glass shards from glass eyes for little people. It's not true. Stop in any one of our Duncan locations, even the ones that go halvesies with Baskin Robbins, and demand a dollar off. Tell them Battery Mates sent you. Scream if you have to. It's a wicked piss of deal. Duncan! Well, thanks as always to um, our sponsors. You know, Duncan, obviously. Um, I believe we stopped at Duncan at least a handful of times. Well, you have to. I think otherwise that you get ticketed. Um, and you have to show your receipts um, when you when you leave the Massachusetts area. But um, let's go around the horn here um, <laughs> uh, with the money that we we got from our uh, sponsorship. We uh, were able to bury um, the audio files from uh, the Fenway recordings um, in deep, deep under nuclear waste um, in Nevada. So um, that was it was an investment. But we, you know, I think it was the right choice. Should we go around the horn? You know, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, just not to not to really, really lay on thick the awful quality of these audio <laughs> uh, recordings we did. But I was listening to Slow Burn, 
um, a oh. rival podcast about the uh, Watergate um, uh, incident. You call it an incident, um, and they and they were playing some of the uh, 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 clips from from Nixon in the in the Oval Office. Yeah, and you know the, the the he had this whole setup, but it wasn't like there weren't like big boom mics everywhere. Obviously, no one knew it was there, so it's like hidden microphones, and the audio is dreadful and you really like they've had like specialists try and clean them up and uh researchers listening to them over and over and over again to work out what each person is saying and that is that is basically what our recordings from fenway sound like (laughs) it it really is Um, and with fewer um you know i guess anti-semitic stuff uh a lot less that yes i like it goes without saying was definitely yeah (laughs) um anyway um so round the horn big puppy um big puppy uh yeah we need to sorry just change my tone of voice be a bit more somber uh because this is this fucking sucks this is really really bad um uh he got shot yeah um you know i don't as ever i don't think that battery mates is breaking any news uh here and i'm sure everyone uh, who likes baseball enough to listen to this uh knows that this happened um, but uh, he was shot in the back. He uh, underwent surgery um, in uh, San Juan and then was flown back to, to Boston. Uh, I mean, obviously nothing about this whole situation is cool, but it was kind of amazing is a better word uh, and moving that when he landed in Boston, like the, the Boston PD just fucking shut the city down. Yeah. And like he was like red lights all the way to um, uh, to the to the hospital. He's apparently, I don't know if you've seen anything uh, new, I've been traveling a couple of days, but he's in a stable condition, he's going to make a full recovery, Uh, he's had like some of his spleen removed, I don't know if that is important to functioning as a human, but um, they said that he's going to like be back up and and able to basically resume um, his life as as was, so um, I guess he'll be, you know, on the... 60 day 60 day il um but hopefully they'll be able to have him back in time for the postseason oh i mean if the red sox make the postseason this is a uh they're they're anyway i don't know i, don't, I didn't mean to turn this into a um actual comment about baseball um yeah no uh I, you know I, heaven I think... forbid on battery mates we talk about actual baseball well I, you know i think that you know, we've we've talked about big poppy a lot he's a, an institution on um in, in baseball, but also a, a staple of our um, odd humor. Um, and uh, <laughs> hello, how did you get in here? <laughs> that scared the hell out of me. <laughs> Hi, Ruby. <laughs> We're not on video, but you, we could be. Yeah. Well, she wants to be on the episode. <laughs> um, <what was laughs> she I is saying? now. What was I saying? Um, he's a staple of our... Our humor and oh, uh, yeah. heaven forbid we talk about actual baseball, but yeah, you know, I think he's he's such a important uh, figure in baseball. I mean, he's he's on the a lot of the like national tele- telecasts, especially in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> Ruby is currently trying to hit my mute button. That's how much she likes my commentary. Um, um, but when we were in Boston, one of the things that jumped out at me is how everything, everything is named after David Ortiz or. Um, yeah. is we we there was a David Ortiz like footbridge, there was a David Ortiz street, there was a David Ortiz like, like we saw more David Ortiz jerseys than any of the current players. I, I think as far as I you know, uh, by far, just such a 
um, an institution in, in Boston. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's, it was a, it, it's probably why you see, the, <laughs> you see the, uh, the baseball world is kind of like, uh, and, and not just the baseball world. I think it was, a, it was a national news story. Um, and of people who were, um, legitimately upset about, uh, yeah, but, but here and in the Dominican, I, I I didn't clock this straight away, but um, I, I saw a piece yesterday that the the two suspects who are in custody for the the attempted murder, um, uh, one of them was almost beaten to death in the yeah. nightclub um, yeah. by by other people. He's beloved in in the Dominican, and um, and here he's he's obviously just a really really good dude, and it's kind of shocking. Uh, I don't really know the backstory of, of why these two uh, guys uh, did what they did, but it's just a huge, huge relief that he's um, he's going to make it through. Yeah, and there's going to be. A, it seems like there'll be more. We'll learn more about the whole thing over time because the initial story was completely different from what we know now. And it was initially like he was shot in the leg, and there was a it was a robbery attempt, um, but none of that seems true anymore. I mean, obviously we know he wasn't shot in the leg, but. Um, Right. Yeah, and you know, like you said, hopefully he'll be back um, on the field uh, in no time. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, the the other thing I wanted to talk about um, when we were at Fenway and it, and it didn't make it through the um, the, the audio meltdown was um, Adam LaRoche. This is not a, a, a really a, a Boston story in any Speaking way. Speaking of staples of Battery Mates Nation, yeah. <laughs> so we have an Adam LaRoche update. Um, <laughs> It's kind of a, a bit of a, a backstory here. I know, Ruby. I know. I know. I, I'll, I'll, I'll try and keep it. to know what's happening with Drake LaRoche. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that haven't uh, uh, come on this journey with us over the last multiple years of, of this story being a thing to us, uh, uh, Adam LaRoche was a, a first baseman for the Washington Nationals, was traded to the Chicago White Sox, or, or maybe when they're in, in free agency. He, when he was at the Washington Nationals, his son, Drake LaRoche, who is uh, homeschooled, was in the clubhouse basically all of the time, was part of the uh, the fixtures of the of the of the setup. You um, uh, hung around with the players, uh, was kind of always there and um, was, was seen as like a, a really kind of key part of the clubhouse culture uh, that continued when uh, LaRoche went to uh, the White Sox. Uh, but after, a, I think, a, a number of months, um, uh, he was told, Adam LaRoche was told, look, this isn't going to work. We, we don't want him around uh, anymore. And uh, it was it went bad so badly that Adam LaRoche quit baseball, literally quit baseball, leaving millions and millions of dollars on the table um, and, and walked away from the game. He hasn't played uh, since, I don't think. Um, wow. He's kind of still I around. I forgot um, about that. Yeah, he's he's kind of still around, but um, uh, not not uh, not playing. And um, uh, you know, it, this this whole thing caused uh, caused a real storm in the White Sox uh, uh, clubhouse. It wasn't reported at the time, but we now know that uh, it divided the team really badly um, into two factions. One faction that was pro Drake LaRoche hanging around <laughs> and kind of. Uh, doing part of his homeschooling by being in the clubhouse and another faction that was kind of like, no, that's weird. Having a 14 year old hanging around the management has got every right to say, we don't want that to, to happen. And it now transpires that the, 
the animosity was so deep that uh, uh, Adam Eaton, who is now uh, a Washington Nationals player, and Todd Frazier, who is now uh, a New York Metropolitans player, who had their lockers next to each other and were good buddies on the White Sox, fell out so badly over the Drake LaRoche situation that they had to be separated in the clubhouse. Adam Eaton's locker was moved to the other end of the clubhouse and they just didn't interact with each other anymore. And their animosity over the Drake LaRoche situation, let's keep reminding ourselves that this is over the issue of whether a 14-year-old would be able to hang out in the clubhouse (laughs) during the day. Their animosity is so deep over that that when the Nationals and the Mets play each other, they are literally having on-field beefs and benches-clearing situations and interviews after the games. They are not joking. They hate each other. And um, this this, this whole thing came to a boil again uh, a a week or so before we recorded at Fenway. So it's less less timing now, but they had a a huge fallout. And after the game, in the interviews, instead of the usual kind of like monotone – well, you just play the game hard and just wanted to play the game hard and we're playing hard, so we're playing the game hard. <laughs> they were like absolutely going at each other. Adam Eaton was like, this guy is such a child. He's always giving it to me. I just don't need this anymore. I'm like a 30-year-old guy with a mortgage and kids. I just want trying to be a grown-up about it and he's just like a complete doofus. And it's like they fucking hate each other. And it all stems back to the fact that Adam LaRoche wanted to homeschool his child and bring him into the clubhouse every day and hang out with everyone. And some people thought that was cool, and some people thought that was stupid. And it, Adam Eaton was on the side of Drake, right? Pro, yes. He was pro-Drake. Yeah, and, he was pro-Drake. Well, it's funny that you, I mean, maybe I know you weren't direct quoting, but like his beef with, if he calls Todd Frazier, you know, he's such a child. It's like, literally, you were for the, 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 a child being in a um, pretty, in a, I would imagine, you know, I've never been in a Major League Baseball clubhouse um, for an extended period of time with players around, certainly not. But I imagine it's a pretty inappropriate place for a 14-year-old. And now he's not even 14. He's, what, 17? Yeah. Maybe he's getting there. Yeah. He could probably now. Is... Well, I mean, every day he gets older. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> I mean, I imagine that clubhouses are kind of like bachelor parties without the excessive alcohol. Although that, that also happens sometimes. So, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But... It doesn't. It doesn't feel like the kind of place to homeschool, and it's called homeschooling, not clubhouse schooling. <laughs> <laughs> the hint is in the name. I don't. I don't understand it. But I mean, I. I you know, the whole Adam LaRoche situation is just so ready for a uh, like a documentary or a, or a movie. Like it's not just the Drake LaRoche situation and all of that kind of stuff, but it's also like in the off season, he and some buddies would go and like try and free people that had been trafficked they would just like go and like raid brothels in southeast asia and try and like they were part of some kind of christian fundamentalist group that that took direct action to try and counter human (laughs) trafficking which on the surface like i am pro people countering human trafficking but i don't know if adam adam laroche rocking up a brothel in vietnam and and just like confronting uh, you know pimps is like the way to do that i i don't know it's like a very weird person, very weird story. Definitely would like to see it in movie form. Yeah, there's a lot to yeah, yes. There's a lot to unpack there. Like I, I there's a lot going on beneath the surface with Adam LaRoche that um will be a treasure trove for some, you know, psych 102 um or <laughs> grad student. So, 
Um, you know, Drake, does every sport have a, a major controversy around a Drake hanging around? Just like inappropriately hanging around the players and being acting like they belong there. I mean, I, you, maybe you don't follow the NBA, but you know the the artist Drake um, is like part of the uh, yes. Toronto Raptors like um, organization, essentially, or, or or certainly acts like it. And he's like at all the games, and, and he's like beefing with players on the other team and it's 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 a little it's bizarre and now the raptors just won the championship we couldn't have had that update on the last episode um um, so i i don't know that was my i'm just looking for the nfl where where, and and major and you know the nhl where are your drakes give us your drakes i want to know what your drake controversy is yeah i've never heard of it in any other in any other sport very weird so, uh, next topic, um, unless you have more, is there an update? No, no, no. Okay. That's, that's, that's so <laughs> um, I, I want to just, we talked about this the episode, um, and I think we owe uh, a little bit of an update on the Clevelands. I'm sure I get I get asked this a lot because I'm a Cleveland fan. Um, you know, they've, they've had a pretty middling season, um, and when we talked at Fenway, it was probably the worst part of the season. We, we, you know, we were in a pretty bad situation and the twins were very good. Um, and we, we lost in pretty spectacular fashion in that game. So I, we kind of left Boston. I kind of left Boston assuming that the season was kind of in the bag, like probably over. Um, and I, I'd like to say right now, after we've, you know, we've actually scored more runs, I think six runs a game since the Boston series began. Um, we're like definitely playing a lot better baseball. We took two out of three from the Twins, we two out of three from the Yankees, two out of three from the Red Sox. We ended up winning every other game in that series. Um, but uh, but and yet I'd like to say I'm feeling a lot better. <laughs> um, but we're not. I'm not. Uh, we, the Twins keep winning, and so we have not gained any ground in the Central Division, even though we keep winning series and we keep playing better baseball. Um, uh, and that's scary. That's a, that's a real bad. Thing. Um, uh, you know, I can talk more about the, the individual issues. Mostly it was an offensive situation, but, you know, now three of our starting pitchers are, are going to miss significant time. Um, Kluber obviously has a broken arm, um, and we got hit by a comebacker. Clevenger had a back strain. He'll be back next week. Um, and Cookie Carrasco just went down with a blood disorder, which apparently had been causing him what? fatigue. Yeah. He he had been complaining of fatigue and like disinterest, like he he wasn't he wasn't feeling like himself. And they announced last week that he was diagnosed with a blood disorder, and it sounds like somewhat serious to the point where he's out indefinitely. They don't know they they hope he'll they expect him to be back this season, but he's exploring his treatment options. So I don't know what that means. Like I don't I haven't done much research or, and I haven't seen many people speculate about what it could be, but you know, causes fatigue and is a blood disorder. I mean, it just sounds like it doesn't sound great. Um, no, no. So, um, and he's had heart issues in the past. Like <laughs> you think that's funny. Um, Ruby's, you know, Ruby likes to make fun of me for being a Cleveland fan. Um, that's not true. She doesn't know. Um, but yeah, so not great. Uh, and and meanwhile, we have the best bullpen in the American League. Uh, I just read that yesterday. Uh, so we should be better than we are. Um, 
we have a run differential of negative one. <laughs> so if, that, if you read into that, uh, we're right around 500. <laughs> um, that's, not, that's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Um, <laughs> it's not good. But, you know, I, I think if, if when... I imagine at some point we're going to have most of our starting pitchers back and this starts to get a little better, but will we have enough time to make up the difference? 11 games in a division is a lot. Um, so we're just playing for a wild card. You know, the last two weeks have been on in, in Cleveland sports land has been just about sh- should the Indians be sellers at the trade deadline. Um, and I think the most rosy like viewpoint on this is no, they should just reload for next year. Like they should just make a few trades and try to bring back a, a player or two who could help next season. It's like, right. oh, great. <laughs> no one, literally, no one thinks we can beat um, the Twins. That, and, and that's not entirely fair. There are some people who think it's too early to give up on the division. But um, I think you know, com- compete. What you, Ruby doesn't think we should give up on the division. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, it's you know. If, I think most Cleveland fans right now, um, they just need a hug. Oh, can I tell you the most? <laughs> the most. I'm going to turn it over to you because you're in DC, and I want to hear about the Nationals are actually a better story um, right now. Um, but the most infuriate. So, Bettermates Nation, I need you to root for the Cleveland Indians, and I and I'm telling. I'll tell you why, one reason why. There is this stupid, weird narrative going on in among some. I would say assholes on in Cleveland sportsland <laughs> that the Indians are getting the Cleveland's are getting what they deserve because they got rid of Chief Wahoo. This is the the, the curse of Chief Wahoo is um, bringing all these inexplicable injuries. Um, they've te- completely drained the offense of any power, um, and and we're just and like and given the Twins some superhuman abilities to um, you know win baseball games I, and. The thing is, I am a I'm not a crazy superstitious person, but I can I can get there. I can get there. Um, and, and this isn't something that resonates with me, but I if if I wasn't if I wasn't somebody who is is super happy for that Chief Wahoo is no longer part of the team, I I could entertain that idea. <laughs> like it makes sense. The season we got rid of Chief Wahoo, all of a sudden things things got a lot worse suddenly out of nowhere. Anyway, it's a weird narrative. I don't like it, and I don't like that it's it's getting some traction uh, among Cleveland fans. Um, it's like, see, see, see what happens when you when you get rid of the 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 legacy of the team or whatever garbage they're they're spouting out. Anyway, yeah, that's not how that works. <clears throat> Those people are dumb. But well, also, uh, how I do saw, you explain I the saw... seventy plus years of of not winning a championship when Chihuahua was around? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> It's not like we were stop, the best team in baseball. Stop confusing them with facts. Stop <laughs> confusing them with facts. Um, uh, well, I, I want Cleveland to win because I want you to be happy. Oh, thank you. Regardless of the Chief Wahoo situation. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I want you to be happy. <laughs> um, and it seems like you are. You have lined things up for yourself this weekend to be as happy as you can be. Um, you, you are currently well, in our nation's capital. I'm I'm in the nation's capital. I have I went to my first game in in just under a year, 
Um, I, I went back and checked, and my 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 previous game at Nationals Park was June the 25th of last year. So um, I, I I managed to avoid going more than a year without going to a game at, at Nationals Park. Uh, went last night, and the Nationals won seven to three. Uh, saw a couple of good um, uh, uh, dingers. Harry Kendrick uh, hit a very very long ball, uh, which I really like. He's um, currently nudging his way into my favorite player position. Uh, I saw a very, very enjoyable double steal, which I've never seen in person before. So it's another hmm. uh, one ticked off my uh, off my bucket list. Um, and it was just a, generally a really, really fun, uh, fun game. Uh, I'm going today um, uh, for the four o'clock game. Uh, Steven Strasberg is, is pitching, so that'd be cool. And I'm going tomorrow for the 1 p.m. game, taking my goddaughter, who's a Yankees fan, but um, she's great apart from that. Uh, for the 1 p.m. game, and uh, uh, Patrick Corbin is pitching. So I've really, I've lined up the uh, the the the, um, the pitching uh, really, really well this weekend. And the Nationals are, 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 are kind of hot at the moment. I mean, we're we're five games under 500, so I I, I, I hesitate to use the word hot because. Um, <laughs> but uh, we we've won something. I can't remember exactly, but it's something like um, uh, 13 of our last 19 games or 13 of the last 18 um so we're, we're coming in um finally digging ourselves out of a hole but this next week is basically when we will decide whether or not to be uh, buyers or sellers at the trade deadline we have got uh, two more games against the diamondbacks and then we have four games against the philadelphia phillies who were in first place and have kind of uh, hit a bit of a rough patch and then we have three games against the braves who are hot as shit at the moment they are um, like 14 games over 500 or, or something like that, which in the NL East is is like a spectacular uh, surge. Uh, if we can get through this next week, um, uh, you know, over the next 10 games, uh, winning six or seven, I think that everyone will be all in. Uh, you know, there'll be a lot of momentum. There'll be a lot of excitement. It will show that the team's got their shit together. Um, since uh, the end of May, um, the Nationals have the, best bullpen era in the mlb which is wow. insane insane we had literally the worst yeah, i remember that um <laughs> at the beginning of the season um but at the same time if we um you know of those seven games against philadelphia and, and atlanta if we only win uh, one or two or three i think that that, that will be basically the, the point at which we'll have to say look what are we going to do and that i don't think they will break the team down we've still got uh, Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg and Patrick Corbin for multiple years that's not a team that you break down and, and rebuild but we definitely would want to have a look at, uh, at reloading as you put it um, Anthony Rendon is, is coming up on his free agency uh, Sean Doolittle is is, is, is worth a, a ton um, and I think there'll be a lot of a lot of uh, pressure to uh, look to next year. But I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of it. This next week is a big week, and I hope that we come through it strong and that we could, after expecting the season to be a complete uh, uh, horror show, uh, we could be looking at like one of the great comebacks. I don't know. We'll see. You you've famously called that you think they're going to win the division. I think they're going to win the division and I think they're going to win the NLCS and I think they're going to win the world series. Well, here we go. <laughs> I, Buckle up. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I tweeted that, um, exactly that after we won a game like sarcastically, uh, cause we were just doing so badly. And now I, I retweet that every single time we win 
is like my uh, version of that annoying Cubs song when they <laughs> when they when they win. Um, but it's getting less and less sarcastic as we as we go along. I mean, we uh, we went through a, a phase about uh, ten days ago of uh, of winning nine of twelve, and um, uh, you know it's, it's just if if nothing else comes of it, it's just nice to enjoy baseball for a couple of weeks rather than because i i wake up in the morning like i wake up at 6 a.m uh to get my door ready and everything else like that and the first thing i do is is look at the score because the games has happened during the night for me so literally the first thing i do each morning is look at the score and it really it really affects my mood for the first like half of the day (laughs) and for the first like six weeks of the season i'd wake up and he's like god damn it (laughs) And, and then you go go through the like the box score and the and the innings. It's like every morning you wake up and it's like, oh, the Nationals were winning six 0 Oh, the bullpen threw it away in the last two innings. Every single day, and it was just infuriating. But now um, the last two or three weeks have just been has just been fun again. It's just like baseball has been made fun again. By the way, while we're on the topic of making baseball fun again, ah yes, how great is it that bryce harper is having a terrible season it's so <laughs> enjoyable he's he's leading he's leading all of major league baseball in strikeouts and oh i just God. would be so happy if at the end of the season that will be like the thing you can say about uh, his first season in this mega mm-hmm. contract is that he led all of baseball in in strikeouts but the enjoyable thing that i'm shouting for this week is the all-star ballot uh, Bryce Harper is currently eleventh, <laughs> eleventh in uh, in uh, in voting for the National League. I haven't been, I haven't enjoyed uh, somebody uh, doing so badly uh, in an election uh, since Joe Lieberman uh, tried to run for president <laughs> in two thousand and four. It is tremendously enjoyable, and I hope that it only gets worse for him. It's it's really. I saw a stat the other day. They, you see this every once in a while on Twitter. It's like. Player A, and then like the stat line, and then player B in the stat line. And it was um, player A was Bryce Harper, and player B was Roberto Perez, who is our catcher. <laughs> and it was the backup catcher last year. We traded Jan Gomes because we, we wanted to give him a shot because we like him. But he's by no means a good player. And his numbers are <laughs> just as good as Bryce Harper's. He has just as many home yeah. runs, <laughs> he has fewer strikeouts. <laughs> Oh man, it's yeah. really funny. I mean, I, I genuinely, I, I was talking to this uh, about this to Cooper last night, and I, you know, I, I, I kind of, I don't, I don't like Philadelphia, and I don't want to do well, but you know, the thing I want more than anything from baseball over the next few years is for Bryce Harper to just be booed. <laughs> That's all I want. I don't, I don't, I don't really, you know. Obviously, it's all linked. The stat line is yeah. linked. The number of strikeouts is linked. The, uh, you know, his clutch plays is is all linked back to. But what I really care about is whether he gets booed or not. And so he can have a great slash line for all I care. But as long as Philadelphia fans boo the shit out of him, I will be a very very happy man. Well, that I I, I hope that happens for you. I mean, hope hope that. Cleveland's get a little rosier uh, and better for for me, and then we hope that Bryce Harper um, continues to have a bad season for Matthew. Um, <laughs> you got good games you're going to see this weekend. We got you saw one last night. You won. You're going to see. It sounds. I just looked this up. So you're seeing the Diamondbacks and Nationals. And uh, yeah, Strasburg I, I should have mentioned that. But yeah, Strauss and uh, uh, Patrick Corbin uh, tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to seeing Patrick Corbin. I'd, he hasn't had a, a great um, run out the last two appearances, but. Um, I really like him, and uh, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I've I've never seen him play before. Well, uh, I'm sure you'll, we'll get to re- report back on on um, your experiences 
in you know six or seven weeks when we record again um <laughs> well, the, the crazy the crazy thing is, talking of terrible travel uh, planning, I am uh, I'm going back to London tomorrow night, and then I'm coming back to DC again next Friday uh, for a, for a conference. So I'm what? I'm going to be uh, at the the Braves game next weekend. They're so in town again. Maybe oh my god! <laughs> yeah, they're in town next weekend. So um, uh, I uh, yeah, I'm seeing four games in a week while. <laughs> also living in London, um, uh, and also the, today. Uh, today's game is uh, Sean Doolittle Bubblehead Day, so um, I've really, no. I've really timed it, timed it kind of perfectly. That's ama- That's incredible. You really had time. Yeah, it was. It was good of them to rearrange the uh, Sean Doolittle Bubblehead Day to today. It was supposed to be in like uh, a week's time, but um, they, they moved it to today because I they heard I was coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I um well, good luck. Uh, I, hope, I hope you have a great uh, couple. I hope you are three and zero this weekend. That would be great. Um, that would be awesome. But um, so before we wrap, um, one quick th- research project that we kind of need Battery Mates Nation's help with. Um, as you all know, we are uh, big uh, followers of politics. Um, and we just, it just came to our attention. There is a big thing happening in politics, um, next, next year. Um, well, starting this year, the, the, the presidential election. And, um, <clears throat> there are enough presidential candidates on the democratic side to field an entire baseball team. Like there's a, tw- there, I mean, if you count the way you want to, if you count strategically, you have 24 people running for president on the democratic side. And that's not even counting these nuts, which is always, he always runs, right, in Iowa. Um, and so um, I, I think full roster of baseball, of baseball players if you, if you threw them out there. So I think you could – at some point maybe we should put them all in a, maybe a batting lineup or something. But the first thing we wanted to look at is who do these people root for? Because like the true character of a person, you can't get everything out of – who they're a fan of, um, you know, Jeff Gabriel is a nice person, even though he's a Dodgers fan. You know, that's a, a really good. Mm. Well, he's not as bad as most Dodgers fans are, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, fair, that's fair, fair, fair. And I know a Phillies fan or two who li- literally are good people, or, or you know, they would appear to be good people. Um. Anyway, so. But it is a pretty good indicator of what's going on. There's something it unpacks a little bit more of who that person is, and I just think it's interesting. So we've done some preliminary research about who the two dozen candidates running for Democratic um, Democratic nomination um, root for. But we've only gotten about maybe a third or halfway there. Um, some people are really hard to find out. Um, but let me just give you a quick rundown of who we who we know. Um, uh, there is uh, uh, Cory Booker is a Yankees fan. That he tweeted about it. He said, "I'm sorry." I'm uh, he, some Boston fan asked if he was a Boston fan or a Mets fan or a Yankees fan. He said, "Sorry, he's a full-on Yankees fan." So that's that's Cory Booker. Um, <clears throat> uh, Bill De Blasio is famously a Red Sox fan, even mm-hmm. though he's the mayor of another town. Um, and let's see here. Um, uh, Kristen Gillibrand is not really a baseball fan, she said, um, but she did issue a resolution in, or she um, submitted a resolution in, in the Senate honoring the Yankees for winning a World Series. So that's good enough for me, counting her a Yankees fan. 
Um, uh, Hickenlooper was raised a Phillies fan, but is uh, the governor of Colorado or was the governor of Colorado, so he has become a Rockies fan over the time he's spent in Colorado. Um, Amy Klobuchar might be the most legitimate baseball fan out there. She is a huge Twins fan, apparently, and talks about it. Um, I, the quote I have here is, she can also talk in minute detail about the Minnesota Twins, one of the three baseball teams that Iowans tend to root for. This was in an article about who can win in Iowa. Um, and it's a great year for the Twins, so maybe it's a great year for Amy Klobuchar. Um, <clears throat> who knows? Tim Ryan, um, who most of you forgot about, a uh, member of Congress, um, <laughs> is an Indians fan because he's from the, the Northeast Ohio area. <clears throat> um, Bernie Sanders famously was a Brooklyn Dodgers fan because he's that old. Um, <laughs> but he is still a, a devout baseball fan, still a Dodgers fan, a Los Angeles Dodgers fan, I think, I believe. Um, I, I, I don't really – I have read something about him going to Dodgers spring training, so I think he's still a Dodgers fan. Um but there's some good stuff about Bernie and the moving of the Brooklyn Dodgers and what that taught him about life and et cetera. And I think it, <laughs> there's a narrative there. Um, Joe Biden, uh, who I most people probably don't know who is running for president, um, uh, his doctor, Biden, is a huge Phillies fan. Huge. And so there's some controversy here. He's not a Red Sox fan. We know that. He, it looks like he might have been a Yankees fan growing up. But he, he goes to the Phillies games with Dr. Biden and seems to support the Phillies. But there does seem to be some... There's, it's controversial. I can't figure it out. I, 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 we need research here. Um, anyway, I can keep going. We have a couple more we know about. But basically, Battery Mates Nation, we need your help doing some digging here. We need research on who these people support. Um, tweet at us. Uh, you know... Justin Brasky, text us, whatever you need. Um, <laughs> if you know about, you know, who does, um, who does Beto root for? I have no idea. Um, tried to look that up, couldn't figure it out. I have Seems- no idea, but I am hanging out with uh, Beto's digital director tomorrow, so I, I can ask um, yeah. I can ask that one. I can also fill in Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Uh, in in the in the in the roster, she is a giant Red Sox fan. Um, I don't know when her Red Sox fandom started, uh, but I have looked back through her Twitter feed to verify her Red Sox fandom. It's not a box ticking exercise. She has tweeted basically nonstop about the Red Sox for, for, for all of the years in which she has had a Twitter account. It goes, it does go right back. Um, she's also had uh, resolutions in Congress uh, on it. But interestingly, she is a proper baseball fan, whether or not the Red Sox fandom precedes her, uh, her life in, in uh, Harvard and then in the Senate. I don't know, but she is a genuine baseball fan. Um, she is uh, actually campaigned on uh, minor league uh, pay, Oh, uh, it's an issue that, that that you and I have talked about a bunch. Um, she's um, she's she's taken quite a strong stand on it and uh, written about it um, fairly extensively. It's pretty cool. Uh, and she also did. Um, I found a, a resolution that she uh, uh, pushed through the Senate honoring the 75th anniversary of the All American Girls Professional Baseball League. Um, wow! Uh, to co- coincide with uh, one of the original Rockford Peaches. Uh, uh, turning 100. Um, I, I talked to her staff about it, and um, apparently one of the Rockford Peaches is literally from Massachusetts. So that's the the link to Elizabeth Warren, rather than just uh, enjoying the movie or, or the or the or the game. But um, that was 
pretty cool. Uh, so she's 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 a big Red Sox fan and a, and a big baseball fan. You well, should vote for her. <laughs> they're they're thirty seven and thirty four this season. So I wonder if she has a plan for getting them out of the getting getting them into the contention. Um, <laughs> she's got a plan. <laughs> well, for that. they they started slow and they're just uh, eking their way back a little oh. bit like her presidential candidacy. <laughs> Um, well, it'll be interesting to see what, how we can fill some of this stuff in. The other thing you can do is when you're out there, you know, when you're talking to these candidates, when you're talking to their staff, you know, ask the tough questions. Who do they support yeah. in baseball? Well, his, his, I mean, we, we want to know that, but we also, at some point um, at the end of this season or maybe the beginning of the next season, we'll, we'll make the uh, coveted uh, battery mates endorsement in the presidential uh, 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 campaign. Um, and, and here's what we're going to be deciding on. Number one, um, what team does the candidate support? We obviously will not be uh, endorsing a candidate that, that uh, uh, roots for the Yankees or for the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Number two, where do they stand on the uh, 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 universal designated hitter uh, situation? Uh, number three, uh, would they, as president, pursue a ban on the wave in stadiums those are our three big issues uh, we might add others over the course of this year but those are the three big issues on which we're going to be making our endorsement um i'm not saying that it, our endorsement will sway the entire election campaign but it will be one of those big moments that will affect candidates momentum and fundraising and so on so um we need your help in uh, making that decision we take uh, our responsibility very very seriously uh and so we need your help in in making that call yeah, I mean, you're right. I don't think our endorsement is going to sway the entire election, but it's kind of on the same par with Mark Ruffalo's endorsement. Like, Mark Ruffalo is going to endorse a presidential candidate, or has, I don't know. Um, and that's going to have a little bit of a seismic impact on what happens in this race. Yeah, I think we have just as much sway. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's. Wayne Messam's totally going to get our endorsement, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna come on our show. He's gonna he's gonna bash the designated hitter, and, and you're gonna we're gonna suddenly be on the Wayne Messam train. Um, I, joke, joke aside, I, I don't want to I don't want to spoil it because I it probably won't actually happen. But we are we are genuinely genuinely having conversations with one of the presidential campaigns to get their candidate on the show in the future. Uh, we'll get like 60 seconds of a Skype call at some random regional airport, but it could be a natural <laughs> thing. That would be, that would be a coup. Well, we'll, we'll have to keep working at that. And um, obviously that'll be an excuse to record again, but <laughs> let's, um, <laughs> I can't wait to hear how your trip ends up and maybe we'll talk, uh, you know, well for the rest of the battery mates nation out there, I just hope, in the meantime, when we're when when there's downtime with battery mates, I just hope you keep shagging those balls. I mean, just shag because we're not yeah, just because we're not recording doesn't mean you shouldn't be shagging those balls. So you got to keep shagging those balls. Shag those balls. <laughs> <laughs>